Bonjour. Ahlan. Those greetings translate to good day in French and hi in Egyptian Arabic. That last one I just learned a minute ago, to be honest. You're listening to the All in Translation podcast with Antonio Fortuna and myself, Lauren Logan. You're probably a first-time listener, and you may be wondering how this podcast will help me with language learning. Well, Antonio, what is it? Yeah, so it's going to be conversational. We're going to be sharing practical viewpoints and even embracing some of our Christian values in those viewpoints. Something as simple as just sharing the good news with your neighbor uh, that doesn't speak your language or sharing the good news with someone abroad. Uh, but it's going to be conversational. Right. And that being said, this is not a language learning curriculum by any means. No, not at all. It's exclusive to all motivations to learn languages, whether that's an immediate necessity or just a leisurely interest. We'll be discussing different languages and cultures, but we will not be discussing the politics of those cultures. So be prepared. Yeah, not at all. We're, you know, this is created for open-minded individuals with interest in both familiar and unfamiliar languages and those cultures that, you know, revolve around those languages. We're not exclusive of any language, religion, or culture. All are welcome to the conversation. Yeah. And when it comes to culture and language, uh, you know, there's always going to be struggles with learning a new language and learning that culture. Um, and I've struggled even with some of those things, just being a, you know, uh, a, a Puerto Rican male with Latino parents, uh, both from Puerto Rico, uh, and never being really challenged to speak Spanish in the household by my parents. You know, I spoke more uh, Spanish when I was a little boy, uh, being, you know, going over to my grandmother's house and being babysitted by my grandmother. Uh, but then, you know, as I grew up, I, I didn't I didn't use it enough. Um, and it's only until now, as I, I'm a lot older, that I, I wanted to become more familiar with the culture, uh, the Borinquen culture, which is Taino, the, the indigenous language for Puerto Rican. Uh, and being wanting to get closer to that culture uh, really started to motivate me to even learn, not learn my language, but practice it more. Do you speak any uh, anything besides English at home? No, I don't, but I would say Back in 2019 was when I experienced my first significant language barrier um, because that's when I went on my first international mission trip to Panama. Um, I went with my school um, for a week-long mission trip there and, you know, not me not really knowing Spanish or, you know, speaking it at home, like, I knew I needed to prepare. You know, I didn't want to go to this, this new country to me and, and not know any, any Spanish at all. So... I use like I use the um, Duolingo app, which I know is pretty main one of the mainstream language learning tools. Um, I also started listening to a lot of um, salsa music and other worship music in Spanish, and just any Spanish podcasts that I could find that were you know relevant to travel that I was going to be using. But come to find out, when I got to Panama, those were not enough. Using those resources was not enough. What really would have prepared me better was just, you know, the immersion, you know, getting there and experiencing the culture shock and the language shock, you know, like the immersion is what really would have given me a little more confidence over time. Definitely. I mean, salsa is great music, but it's probably not going to be enough. I, I totally get it. Yeah. Uh, that, and it's true because, you know, I, at least I don't have the experience of trying to learn a whole nother culture uh, for the purpose of language learning. Uh, for me, I just needed to practice what I already knew and maybe deepen 
my understanding for the culture. Uh, I can't imagine what it's like to learn a whole new language while trying to understand the culture that it's in, uh, the context of that culture. Uh, but my wife, uh, she's an English educator and she had the opportunity to work for AmeriCorps uh, where she taught uh, refugees seeking asylum uh, you know, assimilating into the United States and trying to get their citizenship. And so, you know, they have to take a, a series of tests and interviews and stuff like that. And, you know, it was really, it was really interesting how she explained to me how each nationality uh, or each background, she, she taught people that were Korean, uh, people that were from Egypt and people that were from uh, Spanish speaking countries. Uh, she said they all learned differently and all assimilated differently into the culture and uh, that helped them learn the language. Uh, so that was pretty interesting. Uh, you know, I also have a brother-in-law that is uh, aspires to, you know, be f uh, fluent in French. And, you know, he does he does some really interesting things to to not only learn the language but also to appreciate the culture uh and that motivates him and i can see that it motivates learn the language in new ways everything from you know listening to french sermons to cooking uh, shows to even baking certain pastries and stuff like that all motivates him to learn that language he becomes more and more passionate uh, as he does that mm-hmm and I, I think it's so interesting that, you know, your wife and your brother-in-law have such different experiences, like your wife being, you know, in the position of a teacher and your brother-in-law being, you know, a student, you know, like that's their experience with language learning and teaching are going to be different, you know, of course. So that's cool that you have both of their experiences to learn from. Um, for me, I actually, um, from that mission trip that I went to in 2019 I actually made a friend in Panama and um, she's a children's ministry leader at her church um, she she's mostly involved with children young children ages seven and under but also outside of like her church ministry she's also a freelance English instructor you know to that same age group of kids so their reasons for learning English are you know different but I'm sure part of it is you know to give the kids opportunities to be able to travel and, and study or work internationally, you know, and to have that background of English, you know, in addition to their already fluent Spanish. So I just, I loved, I think her work is so beautiful. And, you know, the, the connection that she's able to build with the children that she's teaching is just great work. Um, yeah, and also I have a god brother who is bilingual in Spanish and English. English was his first language. But he, um, his mom's side of the family is Caribbean and Puerto Rican. So, you know, from very young, he, um, his grandmother, he, she would only use Spanish with him when she was with him. They would only speak Spanish. So that was like his foundational, you know, that's where his foundational knowledge of Spanish and, you know, com being able to have conversations is, that's where that came from, her teaching yeah. Um, but then also as he got older, he, you know, started taking Spanish more seriously and taking Spanish classes and lessons. And those, you know, those in addition to the continued use of only Spanish with his grandmother, those like, that's what really pushed him over the edge from, you know, like an intermediate um, Spanish speaker to fluent, you know, and now he's able to travel to other areas where there's 
you know, the Spanish speaking community and he's able to understand people, you know, not just Puerto Rican Spanish speakers, you know, like Spanish speakers from all different countries and regions. So I think that's that's a really cool, unique perspective from his vantage point, too. Um, yeah. And I t- Antonio, I think that's kind of a little bit like your experience, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And besides learning for your own personal reasons, is there any other, you know, motivation for why you value language learning? You know, why we value language, what what we're passionate about. Like I said, like for me, it was learning more about my culture that created that passion. But if I had to talk about, you know, passion in general, my passion deep down inside is mission work and, you know, Learning about my own culture is a personal thing that I like to do, but mission work is a calling first and foremost. And translating the gospel with cultural intelligence is very important to me. That not only that I'm spreading the gospel, uh, showing the love of Christ, but that I'm doing it in the context that is appreciated by the culture that I am uh, going to. You know, uh, whether that's, you know, like I said, here at home or abroad, uh, that I'm, I'm making sure that I'm spreading that gospel, that I'm speaking to these people in, with the cultural intelligence in the context of their culture. So, you know, if I had to say uh, why I value it, 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 you know, it starts with that passion first. Mm. So, Lauren, what, what are some of your passions that motivate your language learning? One of my main passions is teaching, teaching the younger generations, um, specifically teaching gymnastics. Um, so I did gymnastics for 10 years, like for 10 years myself and competing. And, you know, out of that, I also got a job. I started shadowing other coaches at my gym and come to learn that I have a, a real easy, you know, spirit with teaching and working with kids, you know, of all ages. I've, I've, I've got like, what, four or five years of experience coaching. Time flies, but um, I've taught kids, yeah. as, I've taught kids as young as age three and as old as age 16. So, you know, it's a different experience with, you know, each age group, of course. But, you know, I, I really, what, where my passion really began to deepen is seeing you know, the relationships that I was forming with, you know, the the kids that I was teaching, you know, seeing the same group of kids every week for a few months, you know, you share, you know, you share, you get to learn more about them and their lives and, you know, what things they're going through in their daily life. And, you know, me being, that gave me a position to, you know, motivate, motivate and encourage and affirm the kids that I was teaching. And that just gave me so much joy. And, you know, to see them trust me, not only as a coach, because gymnastics is a dangerous sport, you know, not only yeah. for kids. You need those me. unique bonds. Right. You know, so no, for not, them to not only trust me as a coach, but also just as, you know, kind of a mentor to some, like it's right. really rewarding for me to see. And then also um, another need that I was noticing in my gym, you know, like the gym that I started teaching at is located, you know, in a region that's not too diverse culturally. So um, I saw a, a number of students who, you know, were a part of the Latin Latin community. I would notice sometimes they would have, you know, some of the kids' parents, they would come in, parents don't 
speak the best English or know much English. So I would see sometimes um, the kids having to be kind of like interpreters or translators for their parents when their parents would come in to, you know, say pay the bill at the front desk or something. Or in different scenarios where maybe the kid, the child was too young to kind of like interpret for their parents. Sometimes these parents would come in with handwritten notes, you know, with what they were English. And then they would, you know, show the note to the person at the desk and, you know, like just seeing. It's hard to see. Yeah, it was very hard to see. And it, it made me wish like, man, I wish I could have stepped in to, to, you know, help and make that process smoother for, you know, families like that. So that was um, that was another really big motivator for me to, you know, not only learn and take an interest in Spanish, but, you know, other con- other languages and cultures, too, in general, you know, like it's. It only it doesn't hurt me to know other languages that I, you know I may not need to know at the moment, but that that doesn't hurt me. That would that would only broaden my knowledge and open up more opportunities for me to connect and communicate with others. So that's what I that's my big motivation to learn. Also, um, then we then we talked about you wanting to do some stuff abroad, right? <laughs> right. Right. I do. Um, I would love to be able to one day travel to, you know, say a Spanish speaking country and be able to coach over there. You know, I watch the Olympics every year. I watch Olympic gymnastics religiously. And, you know, seeing gymnasts from Spanish speaking countries like motivates me like, man, like, I wonder what it's like. I wonder what it would be like to be able to be in coaching in a gym where they only speak Spanish. Like, I just think that would be so fun. And yeah. so, like such a great, you know, learning experience for me, you know, doing teaching a sport that I love, but, you know, also in a new language, like that would just be so rewarding for me. So that's another one. That's another okay. one. Well, my long, my, you know, goals, you know, um, right. but also I know we need to keep things in perspective. So Antonio, what are some ways that listeners can deepen their language learning experience? I think you kind of touched on some of them already, you know, just what you said there about, you know, traveling abroad to coach gymnastics. It's all about having the end in mind to drive how you immerse yourself and learn a new language. Uh, These reasons could be anything from personal family reasons. They could be job related or just having a good time in a foreign setting. Uh, You want to be able to do that and enjoy yourself and not feel like, you're offending people or people are laughing at you. Um, Yeah, so definitely having the end in mind. Right, of course. And, you know, our goal for our listeners is to just broaden their view of language learning. You know, it's not just speaking. It's It's more than just speaking. Right, yes. Language learning is more than just reading, writing, and speaking. It's learning how to communicate with others in a new way. And this is only one category within an entire culture. And we're just touching on that category to, you know, be that motivation to take the extra step and to go deeper into your language learning experience. Exactly. Well, we've made it to that point in the episode where we would like to know your feedback. Write us write us a review, leave a comment, and let us know what are some ways that things that you've struggled with in your language learning journey. You know, where it's one thing to remember is that you know you're not alone in your struggles. Oftentimes we just need to shift a goal or adjust our mindset to really unlock that 
true power and value in learning and appreciating other languages and cultures that are foreign to us. So we'd like to know what are some things that you've struggled with? Um, what was any anything that we said today that you could personally relate to? We would love to know. So go ahead and leave us a comment, write a review. And until next time, au revoir.